welcome to another great episode of Our Smooth Club, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm Arrington Gavin, alongside with me, uh, my fellow co-hosts, I have Mr. Andre Marable, Mr. Eric Castano, and Mr. Jonathan Jones. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing today? Fantastic, Man, fantastic. Man, looking fresh. Y'all need to start giving me, like, you know, what we're supposed to wear, because, like, I'm, I'm tired of y'all. Just, <laughs> definitely. Just saying, just saying. But everybody looks fresh, man. Day's going good so far. Staying yep, busy. Yeah, feel good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So look, I was um in one of the episodes we were, we had mentioned about we were talking about the comedian uh, Monique and uh, Netflix and that whole situation she has going on. And it in my in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, what else is like interesting about Monique? And you know, the whole thing that they always mention is like her open marriage. She's been married for 20 plus years and has an open marriage and. It don't mean, I'm like, well, you know what, let me, like, look up, you know, different other celebrities that, oh, celebrity couples that have an open marriage. And, um, you know, you have Jada Pickett-Smith and Will Smith. You have, um, which uh, T-Pain and his wife, which I didn't know T-Pain was even married. Um, you have, uh, here's a new one, Dolly Parton and uh, her husband. They've been married since, like, the 60s, and they are have an open marriage. So, I want to ask you guys, like, what are your thoughts on open marriage? Because for me, it's like a long-term friends with benefits kind of thing. Like, I don't even, like, is the is the term marriage, should they even be allowed in an open, you know, in an open marriage? Like, what, where's the, like, what's your thoughts? I'll start with, I'll start with, I'll start with the only married uh, person here at the show right now. Uh, Eric, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, marriage is marriage. And I think having the open marriage thing, I mean, if that's an agreement that those couples have, so be it. Um, I don't personally think it's something that you should have in your marriage, uh, although people do it and mm-hmm. they have success with their marriages and so on and so forth. But um, that's just something that uh, over the time people have, have a, a level of trust. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you have open marriages like that, the trust level has got to be, I mean, be under 1,000, <laughs> right, to a level, whatever you have. There is like complete open trust. There's no complete transparency on everything. There's no, there's no lies. There's no no secrecy or anything of that nature. Because at that point, like, I mean, you're basically bringing somebody else into a relationship for a temporary moment of time, and then you go about their business and vice versa. So, are you are you comfortable with the fact another man being with your wife? But is your, is your wife comfortable being with? You be with another woman, mm-hmm. you know. So these are questions as an individual that you have to ask yourself. And if that's okay with you, and is your partner okay with that, then okay. Then let's. Then I guess it's all right. Biblically and religiously, it's, it's well, that's a whole other thing. Should not come upon because I'm like, oh, right? Like, you yeah, said. exactly. <laughs> the whole jealousy issue at that point, you know, that's a conversation that you would really have to have with that person and know that okay. We're going to bring in a third person, or I'm going to bring this person. We're going to have a you know an open relationship, and mm-hmm. both parties agree. Then, okay, but that's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> just it's weird. It. It's very weird. Like, why? Why are you married? <laughs> what type of connection do you have where mm-hmm. you're fine with them being with somebody else, but you just have some emotional connection where you're like. You spend money on a wedding. Yeah. You got a honey. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it, and it's funny because I started thinking like those shows, uh, like Sister Wives, the dude with like five mm-hmm. wives. Five which, again, it's weird. He has a house for each wife. First of all, I don't even know what he does for a living. And I'm like, where does the funds come from? Is this like, you know, get it from a city or something? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But you have that. You have, um, you got a lot of weird shows. It was They're all on TLC too. I know, right? TLC is just weird. They be having it. They be having them weird ass shows. You really do. The dude, the Duggar dude, he got a 
Berated by the FBI because for child pornography. It's it's just the one with that kept on popping babies. It's like over yeah. twenty. 25,000 accountants or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I'm exaggerating. It's like 25. <laughs> but still, it's, it's to the point where, yeah, well, yeah, that'll be another episode. TLC is just weird. But, <laughs> but it's funny, though. It's a huge community of people that get together on a regular basis and do their thing. Um, the Virginia Friends, that's what it's called. I couldn't think of the name earlier. But they actually have, like, conventions throughout, you know, Virginia. Yeah, I've seen some places that have, like, clubs where it's, like, some membership-only right. swingers. Type. right. Like, look, dude, like, I think open marriage is just for somebody who can't be single by themselves and be able to be by themselves. They just want to get married, but. Like I said, I just think of it long-term friends with benefits. At, at the, and, and here's it gets even more weird. When you have children involved, like, if you have kids with this person, again, so are you teaching your kid that, man, you don't gotta, you know, whatever, you could just, you know, do whatever. You could still be married and still have your fun. Like, it's just, it's weird and it's starting to really, it's starting to get confusing now. Let's just give a big headache because I know I read something on um, uh, the actress uh, that played Akilah and the B. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Palmer Kiki right. Palmer said, um, until she is married, she is still single. So regardless if she's with some, you know, in, in a relationship or something, like, it's like, I'm still, I'm, I'm still a single person. Until marriage, I'm still a single person. So... In my head, I'm like, she'll probably get married, still have, open, you know, have open marriage or something. But it's just, it's weird. I just wanted, to, I just wanted your guys' thoughts on it. It's just that was really, young. yeah, not my cup of tea either. But mm-hmm. a yeah, lot of people are doing it. I mean, it's it's more. And they, they're still they're still married. Maybe it's a str- maybe it's a stress again. The term jealousy or something like is or, or trust. I mean, they fully trust them. They're like, hey, you can have your phone, but I know you won't be back home and. Cooking dinner and all that stuff like that. No more routine. Hey, honey, how was your day today? I'm good. Hey, I met up with such and such, and yeah, they are. It's just, it's just weird. It's weird. Like, you know, right. conversation. Like, <laughs> it's just funny. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna go out with her, and I'll be back. I'll be back soon. It's just, it's uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. But um, yeah, here on the show, we like having weird conversations sometimes. So, uh, look, <laughs> good uh, good feedback for you fellas. Look, we'll be back uh, with our smooth club. Do this quick commercial break. And welcome back to Our Smooth Club. Guys, I'm going to talk about a uh, pretty important topic that's going on right now, which is um, the immigration that's going on here in the United States. Um, Something that's been kind of pulling at my heartstrings a little bit. And um, 
you know, there's a major concern, you know, obviously with the police reform that's been going on with the black community, but there's also a, um, a, a problem that's going on with the immigration here in the United States. Um, as a Latin person in my, as, as me being Latin, there's a lot of uh, Hispanic Americans, Latinos that are going through a major immigration situation since Biden stepped into office. And um, one of the cases that are happening right now is that are people being raped and violated and kids sleeping on floors and cages in these concentration camps down in the, by the borders of Mexico and all this other stuff. And, you know, I just wanted to know in your, in what do you, what is your take on that? Number one. And then number two, you know, based upon, you know, with the, the similarities of, with the police reform and Black Lives Movement and what have you, is there a comparison between the two? Because in my opinion, there is. There is a lot of comparisons between the two. There is a lot of slaveries and there is a lot of poverty in the Latin community as well, but it doesn't get mentioned as much. So I want to know what you guys take is on that side of that. So I'll start with you. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, the key thing is uh, discrimination, mistreatment. I mean, you know, we do have so much going on with law enforcement in the community, but we also have an immigration going on. It's just to the point where, you know, America has a lot of work to do, a lot of work. We're not even like fully um, um, close to even, you know, solving that. And I mean, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned, you know, you have families, you have kids that are separated from parents, you have, mm-hmm. um, you have people sleeping on hard floor with not even a blanket with aluminum foil. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, is is it's sad to look at and i mean i know it can you know again like you said it's harder harder for you but it's just again i look at as far as you know jj had mentioned i think on uh one of our shows how you know showing compassion just mistreatment like man like i have this going on with me what look look at what's going on i think they need to talk more on it because we do i think sometimes with certain media outlets they might stretch out a topic where it's like okay you talked about enough we gotta go you know let's Mm. discuss this because it's very important um i mean it's i that's really all i could you know i could say as far as just again we have a lot of work to do and you know i mean that's all pretty much that's all pretty much can say about you right and it's hard to figure out what the solution is going to be yeah i mean they're just mm -hmm. trying to escape so they can have a better life Mm -hmm. and uh i wish they could come in here freely and get in and you know live that life but Mm -hmm. they can't right now so why are they holding them like are they trying to charge them, or in in so many cases there they the, there was a law that was put in in play that that opened up the floodgates so to speak, and people started coming in by mm-hmm. the you know over, it was just it, they just started coming in at a, at a at a high rate. Mm-hmm. Right now in this country we have eighty five point one million immigrants in this country alone. Right. That's a very big number. So when you think about how many people just that we have here in this country, not to mention the ones that are coming in. How do we control? How do you know the question becomes now? What do we do? How do we know? And you have people that are coming in that are want to live a bit live a better life. Mm-hmm. You have people here that are being separated from the lives that are already here, going back to their own country. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge issue to try to, to to sort out. Not to mention we have police brutality going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So on the Spanish TV networks and media channels, you see this all the time. Mm-hmm. They go over it and talk about immigration all the time because it's. Latin community base, mm-hmm. but you won't see this on CNN. You won't see this on Fox News. You won't see this on MSNBC. Rarely you see stuff about that because it's just kind of like 
It's not the hot topic of the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it what it is. It's not the hot topic of the moment. So as something that, that's as what I see as what, what could be done about it. I mean, you know, this immigration has been going on for years. Donald Trump tried to do a reform by putting up this wall or whatever. And then the president before that tried to do something with immigration. It's been a problem for the country. But at the same time, it helps the economic structure of the country. So if you want to look at the balances of it all, the production, the, the economic solution here in this country, the majority of it is Latino-based. They're helping the economy up in certain aspects. African-Americans, Latinos, Asian. Uh, you know, you look at the numbers, a lot of it has to do with the Latin community being involved. Now, illegally, yes, we're not doing it the proper way. Mm -hmm. I will come be, I'll, I'll be a testimony of that. But how easy is it to get, become a citizen if you're yeah, actually, and, and, you know what I mean? They That's the question. That. They, they never talk about that. They're always right. saying, oh the my process. gosh, they always, exactly, they're always saying, well, they're here illegally, the nation. I'm right. like, dude, have you tried to become an American? Uh, uh, are you a citizen? No, because you were born. So you don't know how hard the process yeah. is. And if they uh, keep going, I was just going to say, as, as much as you, you got to uh, talk more about, okay, what's the process they have to do? I mean, you know, we have a lot of organizations that, you know, will uh, help people in need. Maybe that's something that we can, you know, you can help someone in need. Like, okay, look, help them out to go what they're doing. I mean, I, you know, is it funds? Is it. Uh, as far as resources, like what's what's you know what's the issue? It's just a race thing, honestly. Because I remember <laughs> a couple months ago, I saw this thing about how people from Russia, when they're about to have a baby, they fly over to America so that their child can be born here and that they can have those things. And then you have people from Mexico who try to do that, and then it's this whole thing. But they're just willingly, like, and they know that it's a thing. People from Russia, when they're about to have their baby, they fly to America so that they can their child can be a U.S. citizen. It's like, so how is that different from what's going on? And then you have kids who are like, not even infants, maybe like three who get separated from their mom in those camps and don't even like know what they look like when they get reunited with them. And it's just like, yes. like, that's just, I mean, it, 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 it breaks your heart. I mean, again, like I was saying on this show, I'm a mama's boy. Okay. I, you know, I, I can't imagine being at a young kid separated from my parents and don't know when I'm going to see them. I mean, for no, you know, for no reason, it's, it's, it's scary. And then, you know, I'll come back to like as far as like what when news media outlets will show uh, one thing and not talk anything really on immigration. Like, why do you think that they don't speak on that? Do you think it's to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, we can't talk on more sad, you know, sadness is a big headache. Is America ready for some more of this? We're all, you know, what do you, what do you think? I think the reality is is that there's more important things that are happening right now, and there's and then in the media outlets. Eyes, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the Spanish channels cover it all. Telemundo, Univision, they, they're on it. But when you look at the major networks, Fox and this and that, and MSNBC, CNN, they will talk about it to us unless something major happens. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's a, there was an uprising, there was a revolution, somebody uh, got a killed, shoot, a shooting, shoot, you know, in one of the camps, or somebody got wrapped, you know what I mean? Then you'll see. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you know, the, just to get to the where, to where they are at, the, the, the crossing over that, that's a journey in itself, and that's a whole other topic. That's I mean, we can time. we can go into story that, but you know, you know, that's that's the take on that. And I just appreciate you guys giving me your input on that. And um, on that note, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll come back right after this.
Rugged Evolution Beard Care is the hottest new beard care in the market. With 16 amazing scented balms and oils, you can choose which smell you want to try with our new sample balm and oil set. Or use the mustache moisturizer and our new leave-in conditioner. Don't forget to add a wooden comb to glide through your beard without snagging. Check out our website at ruggedevo.com or call for a private consultation 855-848-3029. And remember, Rugged is the new smooth. Welcome back to our smooth club. Guys, the next question I want to ask you is how has the pandemic changed you? We went through a crazy year being stuck inside. Um, everybody's lives was affected some way, somehow. So I want to just, like I said, ask you, how has the pandemic changed you? I'll start with you, Arrington. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, I was, I'm more comfortable with how things were going. I was, I was never like, you know, man, I'm just trying to get used to the new norm. I mean, I just kind of, flow with how society is taking it. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated, so I'm even more comfortable. Like, you know, if I, you know, once they do open stuff back, which is going to be real soon, um, you know, I'm fine with going the way things are. Uh, it, nothing really, uh, really changed it. Again, I, I would say for 2020 as, as a business owner, it may be more cre creative, I guess, in, in a certain way. Like I can, you know, still do stuff on a virtual level, which I enjoy, but I do miss, you know, the in-person things. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm ready, for, I'm ready to get stuff going. I mean, I was uh, telling the guys I was watching the, um, the UFC pay-per-view over in Florida and they had, what, like 14, was it 15,000 15, 15, people? I mean, it was like, it was like nothing ever happened. I mean, uh -huh. so far we, had, we did not hear about any surges or anything. So it looks like we're in the right steps and moving forward. So How's yeah, the change for you, JJ? Uh, well, I started a business, so. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, definitely, like how he said, the online portion of business is like I've, I've, uh, I'm kind of used to it. Just like being online and kind of, but it's just like kind of the extra create creativity side of it is just like there's so much stuff now, especially because of the pandemic, like online. So it's kind of like how to stand out and not make it, your information seem so saturated. So like that's like the one challenge. But definitely, just online business. That's my my whole thing. I think the pandemic has changed me as far as just like being a little bit more sharp, more <clears> mentally prepared for a lot of things. Like if there's another wave, how do I how do I adjust? How do I make my content better? How do I do things better this time around? Like like you said, um, I think luck papers are prepared here. <clears throat> um, really, I just been kind of like low key, just been watching. I just been really just paying attention, trying to figure out what the next steps are going to be for me. And uh, the pandemic is really kind of like um, was an eye opener. Yeah, was really for me. It was just like you know, it struck a, it was a wave that just hit the country, it hit the world, 
So when I when this happened, I was just like, all right, what are we gonna do now? What's next? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna how is this gonna be affected? Why didn't we listen before? Exactly. You know what I mean, like what you know, so it's like all these questions came to my to my forefront and I was like, all right, so how do I change? What am I gonna do? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try and drop my suit line this September. So I'm like, all right, let's see how this is gonna pan out. You know, it's been over three years trying to get this started. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, all right, the pandemic has basically hopefully prepared me for this. I've been paying attention, trying to do my homework, but all in all, it's just, uh, I think I'm a little bit more prepared now. I, I definitely agree with um, Eric as far as like, you know, having that plan B whenever with that emergency, you know, you know, kind of fun. Like when something happens, what, what can we do? How can we, uh, how can we adjust? Um, oh man, you said something as far as, um, oh, how we were unprepared, not knowing how right. this was even going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, people start having an eye opener when they uh, shut down uh, the Mars Madness. They said, oh, we're closed up. What? Yeah. What? Mark, the whole thing? The, like, whole the, thing? the whole thing? And I was like, oh, yeah. that's when I really took it serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I heard about it. They mentioned it a few times, but I'm like, okay, you know, we had Ebola swine. Okay, we're good. Oh, yeah, we're going to close down, Um, you know, all of March Madness, the rest of the NBA season. I'm like, wow. I'm yeah. Like, this is really sick. The Olympics, I mean, which is. We got uh, scheduled. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just that that's the first in years. So it was definitely an eye opener as far as what, like, everything getting canceled. And then. You know, quarantine shut down, stuff like that. Another um, thing is definitely like finding different ways to like, uh, I guess say like relaxing, like kind of, you know, your mind. Like, mm-hmm. You can't really go out. Can't have you that gotta, cabin fever. Yeah, like, you gotta, <laughs> like exercise your mind and stuff. Like I mean, home home workouts were good for like the first month, but then it was just like, right. hey, it's like I would not recommend watching <laughs> The Shining, guys. Don't don't watch The Shining. Don't don't right. watch that time. Like, that was that was a big thing for me too. It's like every, it's like home workout. You start picking anything that's said, okay, yeah. a little weight. I'm gonna use this to a couple. No, I brought my old, my family's old, old weight room uh, from the garage. Like, <laughs> brought that inside, cleaned it up. It was trying, man. It was trying. That's mm-hmm. funny. It, no, it was, it was it was a huge adjustment. But I think I think now that you know we we've learned of 2020, and I mean they're still saying we're just not at fully, fully, nowhere you know, near. nowhere right. near. I think I, I was uh, watching something on the news. I think Dr. Fauci said, hey. Maybe uh, what 2022, like the start of 22, we probably gonna be, you know. And again, they they never gonna give you a full forward, you know. They're like, okay, maybe you can do this, maybe you can do that. So we really don't know to this day. We just can see how stuff goes and you know go with the go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. One way I changed, I keep more toilet paper at home now. <laughs> <laughs> got to, got to keep that toilet paper, hand yeah, sanitizer. At one point, going to stores and seeing those shelves empty. I didn't realize how many different brands of hand sanitizer it was. I was like, hold up, I only knew about two. But it's like everybody has hand sanitizer. I'm like, this is this is vodka right here. What is this? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I definitely like slow down. Like I was always going to go traveling, but mm-hmm. I learned to slow down, relax a little bit. And uh, just enjoy life a little bit more. It's always good. It's always good. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't know if in a week or so if you were gonna get that, and you didn't know if you, if you were gonna make it or not. You open no blinds right. and Because you saw <laughs> like all the symptoms that people were having. You're like, I know. It was scary. It was it was scary because I mean, like you said, no one knew how you even knew how. Like, how would I know if I have it? Yeah, I, it was right. like it was the fact that nobody actually knew how you could get it. It, it yeah. was scary. I mean, it's. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, like, there's still, like, who had actually had it. She still says, yeah, my smells has changed. Like, at the time, it was, like, up mm-hmm. to six months where I couldn't smell or taste anything. But now she's saying, I'm smelling certain things, and it, it's like, I'll, I'll smell duck sauce, and it doesn't smell like duck. Like, I'm like, oh, all right, now that's 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 scary. That's scary, because it might, would it leave permanent? We, we still don't know, but 
Yeah, it was definitely, it was spooky. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely spooky. Because yeah, I even woke up some mornings who were like doing a, a self-check, like, can I breathe? <laughs> can I smell? I can taste it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, can smell. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like check my temperature a lot. And then they're like, oh, well, that doesn't yeah. even really matter. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and like still, when I go to the gym to this day, they still do the temperature. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk in, they check their temperature. Every time yep. I walk in, yep. no doubt. No Wrist, head. Right. I'm like, Yep. It is like 95 video, degrees so outside, like, but I'm just like the security mm-hmm. and they try to check people and they say they have guns and stuff on them. They just do like the little pat down, like a little, <laughs> not really touching yeah, them. Exactly. Like, you have that one that don't care, like, you good. Yeah, you good. Like, okay. You nice good. check. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So the pandemic definitely has changed, I think, everyone in society today. So uh, we'll be right back with our Smooth Club. All right. It's time for. Some good bourbon talk, y'all. Okay, Majesty Bourbon, one of my favorites. It's a product of the state of Georgia. Majesty Bourbon solidly enriched as a premium bourbon choice of the peach state. An absolute showcase of flavor without a bite. Majesty's 80 proof offering has a medium sweet nose with a light vanilla and caramel notes. Finishing just with a hint of wood and spice. The experience is mellow, but not tranquil. Providing the finish most bourbon drinkers prefer. Exponentialism is the goal of the Majesty Bourbon team, and with this, they have achieved it. Majesty Bourbon, available in all local uh, uh, alcohol stores, ABC stores, anywhere you can find it. Uh, Yeah, drink responsibly. Check out What's Going On Wednesday, a weekly vlog with co-hosts Arrington Gavin and Jonathan Jones. Hear them speak on topics such as sports, men's health, business, current events, and so much more. You don't want to miss as they tackle a range of funny and serious topics. Catch them every Wednesday on YouTube at Rugged Evo TV. Rugged is the new smooth. All right, fellas, there goes another great episode of Our Smooth Club. Again, follow us on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Follow us on our IG page at our underscore smooth underscore club underscore podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Tune in every Thursdays. Fellas, I just want to cheers to another great episode with you guys. Another great conversation. Something that was um, informative and hopes, you know, somebody that was listening or watching us, you know, know, inform them and they learn something. So cheers to you all. Cheers.